Well, I just have uh, something on my mind. And okay. I just really need couples to stop posting kissing pictures on Instagram. <laughs> oh, no. I know because it's going. just horrendous. Oh, who's that? Oh, no, it's just, it's, I mean. I thought it was going to be Patrick and. Uh, no. Well, that's a different story because their love was made in heaven. But. Or. I wouldn't 100% agree with that. It's just disgusting. disgusting. I don't want to see it. And it's, it's tacky. And it, it looks like they're trying too much. I think they're overcompensating. It's similar to the Valentine's Day stories. Mm-hmm. The Valentine's Day stories were terrible. Greta, did we get one from you? Oh, no, I did not. Okay, good, because I was going to say, if you posted something, your relationship's probably failing. That's what I'm saying. Happy it's Valentine's a cry for help. Day, weirdo. That's weird. <laughs> no. Happy Valentine's my chocolate-covered strawberry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was so cute of Kyle to write. Where's my water? Go get it? <laughs> yeah, I will in a second. Okay, so that concludes this PSA? Yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back, Porta Potties. Thank you so much for your loyal listening. We're so excited that you've tuned in to yet another episode. We've got some great stuff to cover. Um, once again, we've got Lucy, Sydney, and Greta here. And Greta, say something. Hey, guys. Okay, just checking. Yeah, Greta is here today. Um so let's get into this episode. Let's roll the intro. Hi, I'm Sydney. I'm Greta. And I'm Lucy. And you're listening to Three Peas in a Podcast. The celebrity podcast show starring no celebrities. Each week, we'll bring in a guest star that you've never heard of. And completely waste your time. So put in your AirPods. Clear your mind. Let's get, let's get, let's get, get into, into it. it. Um, Listeners, we come to you today with some very, very morbid and sad news incredibly incredibly sad i'm honestly depressed i don't know how i can go on i think we should just end the episode here i think we should too i think we should but it'd be disrespectful we should pay our we respects we have the to. platform we have yeah use our platform in uh-huh. a positive manner yeah. to spread the light yeah of this deeply saddening yeah. tragedy well this morning our dear friend ashley carlson could not make it to chapter oh she could not I don't know if the news has hit the newspapers yet, but our dear friend Carl has tragically died. At approximately 3.34 a.m., Ashley Rose Carlson, a.k.a. Carl, passed away due to... There's only one culprit. Parker's Parker's red red truck. She was hit, brutally hit, and decapitated. Yep. And her head rolled all the way to the Wabash. We only found the body minus the head, but it was easily identifiable due to her brown brown. puffer jacket. And, I mean... And there was a baby purse laying next to the body. (sighs) That's how how I knew, personally. For me, the... Telltale sign was Parker was nowhere to be found. <sighs> Parker was nowhere to be found. I. That's incredibly suspicious. Where does anyone have his find my friend's location? I personally, I don't. You know who would? Carl. <laughs> don't even say her name. It's just I can't even. You know what, listeners? A moment of silence.
Thank you so much for that moment of silence. Thank that you. was exactly it means a lot to us, to Carl, to her family, mm-hmm. to her friends. That 13 mm-hmm. moments of silence, minutes, seconds of silence mm-hmm. were because Carl. Sorry, I'm just joking. Carl was just a light in our lives. And mm-hmm. I think it would do a good service to her soul if we just recounted some of our favorite moments yeah. about Carl. Yes. Greta, would you like to begin? Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing that comes to my mind when I think of Carl is little chocolates. And <laughs> little chocolates. <laughs> and it's like a grandmother always pulling them out of her baby purse. <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I don't think I can do I this. I think we have to, Sydney, for Carl. <laughs> I'll she would want you to be happy, Sydney. <laughs> would she? Yeah. Okay, we got a yes and a hesitant yes. The little chocolates. Well, instead of donations, the family will be taking little chocolates. little chocolates in her name. I think. In loving memory, we should all share our favorite little chocolate we received oh. from Carl, starting with you, Lucy. I got a little twig. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm already crying. Okay, you a got a what? Twigs. Left or right? I also got the twigs. Left or right? Left, always. <laughs> Personally, I got a Dove dark chocolate square. It's just... Always had these sweet little treats because she was a sweet little treat in our lives. She was. She really was. She was. Sydney, what was your favorite memory of Carl? My favorite memory with Carl was when we built the tree house together in the summer of sixth grade. Oh, that's beautiful. Not only did we build it on top of the Alpha Z house, an expansion later to be termed cold air, but it it was just really bonding. I mean, Carl's carpentry skills were off the charts. Unmatched. Unmatched, exactly, Lucy. And spending that summer together made me realize how much of an amazing friend she is. Greta, what was your favorite memory? Well, my favorite memory was the chocolates. You didn't really Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I will say another favorite memory before Lucy, if you don't mind. Yeah. It's on top of my, on my brain. It's on your brain, on your mind. It is. In your head. I just can't. I just feel so guilty about the time we locked her out of her room. That was really if nice. I could take if I could take one thing back in my whole life, it would be not to do that. Even though we did unlock the door before she even got back the next morning. I just still can't I, with that. It was it was heart shattering. It was shattering. And just the blatant disrespect that we had for Carl's beautiful little room. We didn't treat her with enough respect. No. And that that was our mistake that I take full responsibility And for. I also give full responsibility to Sydney because she was the last one out of the room. I remember yeah. it being Lucy. I definitely know Greta was out you first. You took full responsibility. I, okay. Thank you for and that. And the, saddest, the saddest part about the whole event was that the reason we were in Carl's room was because we were recording our intro. Oh, oh. <laughs> It's true story, listener. We were hanging out in Carl's room because our friends are nosy little snitches. Nosy little snitches. Who don't leave us alone. So we literally had to evacuate to Rawls to record this every week. And at the time, we were recording the intro in Carl's room. Because Carl's room is a refuge. I just remember us sitting. It's a utopia. Oh, a zootopia. (laughs) I just remember us sitting on her rock hard couch so crammed in that tiny little corner back up against the heater so dripping sweaty. sweat 
mm-hmm. as we recorded the intro and it went something like hi i'm lucy i'm cindy and i'm greta and welcome to three peas in a pot it it don't even say it it brings back too many i remember the warmth of her room the aura the smell it's it's a combination of pile of dirty laundry on the floor mixed with the smell of the laundry mixed with that slight smell of weed that's always lingering (laughs) in the random middle section who is that is it carl we'll never know we'll never know i mean we could go raid her room which i mean how are we gonna divvy up her stuff i call the little chocolates you could and i also want that black top she wore to the bars last night i call the rug and the wallpaper behind her i've already claimed the room itself she's been trying to move out in her room so i guess this is just another way that ash's legacy can live on thank goodness that you guys are accepting me to refuge to room with you. Are you right. okay? No, no one said that. Are you I've, okay with I this? Read it. Second I read it in Greta's eyes. It is a second. It's my second tragedy. Um, how am I handling it? Not well. Well at all. It's okay. Okay. I would. Thanks for comforting me, guys. Well, well you can't. You kind of brought one of those upon yourself, Sydney. And cause death. We are actually the ones that provoked Eyeball to leave. And Sydney actually was the one who provoked her. I was actually in the passenger seat. Okay. Okay. As far as the truck, and I, I watched her head dislodge from her skull as it just it made a noise kind of like this. And what do you mean? What was I doing with Parker? Wasn't it obvious? we are on our way to the bowling alley and anyways i watched her skull 180 twist off it flew it splotched on the floor leaving an imprint in the snow just like carl's face and then it rolled down the icy patch all the way into the wabash like lucy mentioned and we didn't try to run after it we just kind of drove alongside it as it rolled Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys seen that one Campbell's soup commercial where the soup can rolls all the way home with the, with the little boy. It was like that. Ashley rolled home this morning. She she rolled over, yeah. Thanks for, Thanks Thanks for so sharing. Great. And I heard that imprinting the snow is being worked work being worked on getting preserved. I'm so glad. Remember. Thank goodness it's well, unfortunately, it is 46 degrees today, mm. but I'm sure that... You guys are working fast. Yeah, the men of HEO. Along with Jeff. That's, that's why, li- dear listener, I know you can't see. It's, um... Where are we? Jeff is in here. Today, we actually have Marissa in place of Jeff. Um, if you guys don't know Marissa, she is our director and hair and makeup as well as craft services if you guys haven't had her delicious blueberry oatmeal squares i highly recommend one i highly recommend throwing them in the trash i highly recommend getting a bagel from the cooler at ACT instead because the food is honestly very shitty that's why we have to whisper yeah marissa
That's extremely disrespectful. That's extremely disrespectful on this day of mourning. To paint the picture, listener, Elijah's vomit to my right, Lucy's on my sleeve to the left. Thank goodness I took off my PDT puffer so that didn't get damaged. Mm -hmm. Greta's also looking at me, like really close to my face, breathing kind of heavily, giving me that face that Ashley gives at dose before she throws up on the table. So I think she might be vomiting soon okay well this is getting pretty disgusting okay listener our next segment is a where are they now and today we will be covering two of our closest friends back in high school even though we're not that close anymore sarah eyeball and sarah Ninog. so who would you guys like to start with first let's start with sarah <laughs> Lucy, you're so silly. Stop pulling that stuff on us, Lucy. <laughs> okay, listener. Um, if you do not recall from the last episode, Greta might need a refresher. This is a blast from the past segment in which we talk about two of our friends from college that we were really close with 
that we no longer see at all, and then we publicly blast them via our podcast to tell you where they are now and what we remember about them, what we hated, what we liked. Were we even friends? Who's to say? Well, we're just doing the whole community a service by spreading this information, letting them know what's going on, what Mm -hmm. people have been up to. And obviously, since the majority of our listeners are our friends from college, it's a really relatable segment. Right. And just kind of, yeah, news update. Okay, so let's start with Sarah. Um, I personally remember Neednog pretty well. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was always around. Um, I remember her really trying to save the planet. Yeah. So Lucy. I think my best memory of her would be just like lurking in the halls. Like mm. I would like look around the corner and she was like lurking. And that just kind of creeped me out. Well, okay, she yeah. was kind of always sitting in our, the corner of our room. And that uh-huh. was a little weird for me personally. And it was weird when she would wear that black. <laughs> That black cloak and the cauldron. The cauldron. Okay, I will okay. say she was pretty normal up until second semester okay. sophomore year when she got the bowl cut and dyed her hair black. <laughs> well, that's what. Let's just got say now. kind of weird out. I don't know how we didn't predict that she would become a witch. I don't know either. From the crystals, the potions, and the tofu, all the especially especially the, tofu. the telltale yeah. signs the, were there, right? And it was almost ignorant of us to not see her now moving to a cave. We don't even know where. We just, we've seen a picture I know where. Where is Sydney? Oh, well, it's right off the coast of one of the Galapagos Islands. And, yeah. She's I, in, yeah, just like in a cave, I think by herself, just making her potions. I think she coined it the spells. bat cave. The bat cave. Oh, uh-huh. I heard she could talk to bats. I don't I heard doubt it. She's the one she who was brought them. Weird squeaky noises. I heard she was the one who brought the bats into the AZD house. That mm. makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, we should have known from the start she was an animal lover. Right. Yeah. Well, when she trained her. the bat to fly into Lucy's bug, I just. That was. That, that should have given horrifying. it away. That was horrifying. You know what? That was horrifying, but I have to give her major props because that was an incredible prank. Well, she's good at her craft. She is. She is good at her craft, and it's and something to admire. It is. I mean, you can't be a witch if you're bad at it. Right. Then you're just weird. So I'm right. glad it's she... It's a fine line. I'm glad she hit the mark and made it to witch tier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just... I don't know how you guys remember it, but it was an unfortunate junior and senior year following the transition of the witch. Uh-huh. When... <laughs> when... When she moved out of the house uh-huh. and spent her time just like... Creeping in the in the alley in the in alley the, behind the house, yeah. And then she moved into the starship, the starship yeah. house. I remember that. And Let's she bring wasn't that up, please. She wasn't living in the starship garage. She was in the upper attic portion. Yeah. I remember there was like one to two feet of headspace, and you really had to kind of slither around in a crawl like motion. <laughs> Because there was so little room. And I remember I was just like, we had to try to have one sleepover. Because I was like, got to be nice to this girl. She's on the path to being a witch. She's never going to find anyone. And we had one sleepover. And the entire night, I couldn't get any sleep between the cauldron bubbling in the corner. And then it actually boiled over and spilled all over my sleeping bag, which wasn't completely desirable. And then it was the starships playing that one annoying pop song. Mm -hmm. When they deliver. Right. Sydney, have you considered the cauldron bubbling over? Was she casting a spell on you? 
Do you she feel, totally could have been. Have you felt the same since that day? I cannot lie to you, Greta. I felt exactly the same since okay. that day. Okay. Um, well, we've cracked the case. She's either a bad witch or it was innocent. Well, at that point, that was what? Probably the second or third week of our junior year. She was witch in training. I don't oh, know if you remember. She had that shirt that said wit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think she was fully, like, witch skilled. Okay. Yeah. yeah so the but who was her trainer again? I forget. Well, remember was the guy that worked in the shed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that phase she went through where, like, you would order something from the starships and she would pop out. Yeah. Oh, I do. That <laughs> like was... you would think you were getting. <laughs> you would think you were getting like a Starbucks venti strawberry acai refresher. And then you go out to the front and said, your delivery is here. The lid opens and ah! it's Sarah Enoggle in the cloak. And then she would point the, what's that thing called? The wand at you. Yeah. And. Again, nothing was cast <laughs> on me, but I. But I, she was practicing. She was a. She'd wear the wit shirt, uh-huh. so that was probably part of her. You know how, like before med school, you have to do enough like volunteer yeah. hours. I think it's the same thing with witches. I think you have to get like seventy-five training hours, and then like maybe it's like fourteen spells. Fourteen mm-hmm. spells. That's what I was thinking. Maybe like fifty-one potions, and then you know, of course the twenty-one fake cast just mm-hmm. to kind of practice your appearance of how you look when you cast the spells. Mm. Okay, so that's, she's still a witch. I'm so glad to hear because, I mean, the engineer thing, that clearly wasn't going to be pretty profitable at all. No, so I'm glad she jumped She's never that. very good at that. No. She was absolutely awful. Um, so she's living off the coast of the Galapagos Islands in her bat cave. I'm assuming no husband or children. No, I think she had a brief marriage with Isaac before she Isaac, told him about. Redhead Isaac. Oh, redhead Isaac. Before she told him, though, that she was a witch, in which case he had to end. Yeah, Yeah. I remember her wearing the shirt with the cloak, with the bob, sorry, bowl cut, Mm -hmm. dyed jet black. Extremely far side part. And Mm -hmm. Isaac just, he didn't seem, you know, he's such a kind and non-judgmental soul. Right. Which is why it worked out for so long. Yeah. He doesn't even see looks. He doesn't see anything, actually. Because remember, he was blind. Down. Yeah. And so it really worked out. And I mean, until I think, who was it that spilled it? Yeah. To, someone spilled it to him and was like, you know, Need Nog is a witch. At that point, it was a pretty messy he, breakup. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think it was Drew Fulkerson. That spilled it, that she was a witch. Yeah. I, well, well, personally, I thought that Drew always kind of had a thing for Sarah. Mm-hmm. So I think he was trying well, to break him up. Well, Count it. I would count that, too. Well, I'm so glad we had that debriefing on Sarah Neenoggle. Um, We're going to be transitioning into the other Sarah, Sarah Isles, um, learning about what she's been up to. Mm-hmm. Well, listener, listener, if you recall, Sarah Isles was my roommate sophomore mm-hmm. year. Really loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Super loud and obnoxious. Right. Some would call her... Number one party girl of Purdue. Yeah, she yeah. just talk, 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 nonstop. Talk, nonstop talking. Stuff you didn't even never care did about. homework. Like, never when did she study? She was she's, out every night. I believe she was give, She was double majoring in HHS. However, I think that was a complete cover-up, uh, and she was actually yeah. majoring in nutrition. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, okay. I would see her coming home every morning at, like, every morning. 7 or 8 a.m. Uh-huh, yeah. If not later. If not later. Uh-huh. And, well... 
since this is like a catch-up tribute, I think that we should kind of share where she fell off the edge. Yeah. Now, I remember it clear as day. Um, it was February 21st, 2022. And, of course, that was a Monday. Sarah, a.k.a. Eyeball. Thank you. Good Again, remember it clear as day. Yeah. Sarah, Eyeball, decided that she was going to go out for a mid-afternoon darty. Mm. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call. I'm in my marketing class. Sarah Isles has been caught. Caught for what? We don't know. Huge drug addict. We do know. Oh. <laughs> yep. And it was it was devastating. It was devastating. To learn that she was dealing drugs to the almost the entire house. The entire house. Yeah. I mean, personally I was never supplied, but I mean, that would explain the multiple bags in her closet yeah. and the white substancy powder all over our well, floor. Well, yeah. It's just a shame because your room just turned into a dump. It turned into a dump. It turned into a drug dealing hub. And to find out that she was producing the meth in cold air? I was, mean, wow. That was a shock to everyone. That was the worst part. I mean, I didn't even... I did see the sheeted off area in the back, mm-hmm. but I never thought anything of it. And it's just so interesting that she was blackmailing Ashley Gibson into being a mule. Yeah. yeah. Between Tio and our yeah. house. And you would never know. No. You would never know. It went all completely over our heads. She would stuff the meth in her bra and just mm-hmm. head over to Tio and just put all those boys at risk. Yeah. All of them at risk. And I remember a certain health and safety professional trying to shut down something. And I just... Mm-hmm. It, he was never very good at his job, though. He wasn't. I just... I mean... He couldn't stop eyeball even if he wanted to. I, I didn't even know what he was trying to shut down. And clearly that he was weighing over his head. This was something campus-wide mm-hmm. that was out Nationwide, honestly. Yeah. I heard she started shipping to Asia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was out of her control, his control. Um, so that's a little brief anecdote just for the listener if you have never met Eyeball. Um, but let's cover where she is now. Yeah. So I heard that she tried to turn her life around and failed. Naturally. Failed completely. Yeah. I heard, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I give her credit for trying, but we all knew it just wasn't going to work out. Yeah. She was destined. Yeah. So after the cops got her, I heard that she was sent to um, the county prison mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. after that, she was then transferred to um, U of I. Mm. Uh, to be kind of a case study. I mm-hmm. They keep her behind a glass window. They do experiments on her. They do yeah. a ton of experiments. Obviously, U of I was a perfect choice, close to home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parents, of course, have moved away from home because they don't want to be associated with her. Right. Well, totally Jeff was completely embarrassed by her. Yeah. Well, how could I, you not na- be? Naturally. I just think it's so beautiful that she can give back to society yeah. uh-huh. by being like doing these experiences. Yeah. I heard that they actually She removed... loved research. As she did. She did love she research. She did. Before she took a turn, she really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually had this news article I'd like to read you published in the U of I Weekly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here it is. Let me just pull it up. Sarah Isles, comma, 25, female. Recently had groundbreaking research on her in which they removed her right arm and left leg and switched them. Now, I mean, the study says here, this is a groundbreaking procedure never have been done specifically for people who have legs 
with feet who look like hands so it can be swapped if you kind of are i know i remember we had a friend in college yeah. with that kind of self-conscious issue um but anyways they swapped her now she kind of has to walk on her left arm which is of course now her left leg so it's more of a diagonal tilt limpage action because naturally her arm is a lot Mm -hmm. shorter than her leg um but it says here from this experiment they were able to get stem cells um from her armpit and hip region uh in which they can cure cancer mm -hmm. so i mean of course the stem cells were infested with crack cocaine so i don't know right how so they, they might are. be faulty but yeah. personally it's, i just she was able to make her contribution to the medical community yeah. that i know she always wanted to and if i had cancer i'd personally want the cocaine cells mm -hmm. oh because for sure. i'd rather be on coke than have cancer i'll say i know um lucy actually you said that she did have a family at one point you had some info on that i know you had like a family photo or something a disneyland postcard yeah well this is where it gets a little sticky because uh -huh. there was there was a period of time in which redhead isaac was married to both Sarah's oh, at the I same about time. That. And this is something we try That's not to bring up. Triangle. We try not to bring it up much because, well, frankly, frankly, it's embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah. It was uncomfortable for me to witness. And it was embarrassing that he didn't know it was two different people. Like, he just thought Sarah was okay. the same person. I'm sorry. Well, You're kind of see, coming off a little rude. You have to remember. He's I said, blind. You can't bully people I, with disabilities. Yeah. So I'm that was incredible. All he could do was feel them with his cane. And now that's kind of hard to tell the difference between two people. He tried to measure them up to the cane, but the walking stick wasn't tall, as tall as either of them. So he could only have like a waistline <laughs> comparison. And mm -hmm. personally, that was hard for him. I mean, my favorite memory when this love triangle was going on was when we were sitting in Sam's room and he was in the middle of the futon, aisles to the right, knee dog to the left. And he didn't even know there was multiple people there because, if you recall, he was also deaf. Mm. So it was more... Some may call him the Helen Keller of our generation. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. And yet he was able to pull both Sarahs out. He was able yeah. to pull... Well, I mean, the coke addict was desperate and yeah. she was a witch. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was kind of yeah. the dynamic. I have some Polaroids of them. Maybe we could upload them to our website. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean... It was a lovely triangle. I thought they looked like a little family together. And it was a family of sorts. It, was a family. it wasn't. And a family is what you make of it. Yeah. Family is what you make of it. Now, we don't have to be a traditional family. Right. I mean, here, the deaf and blind husband, the witch wife, and the coke addict second wife. It was, I mean, talk about the melting pot of America. Well, in this case, the melting cauldron. And I mean, I have a few photos with them. They're now framed in the New Jersey Institute of Arts, just as kind of a modern family. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that show, Modern Family, mm -hmm. something like was actually, for 10 seasons. Right. It was, it was based, based off yeah. of them. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot. I mean, the show was incredible. It, it, they completely mitched miss the witch deaf mm -hmm. and blind and, and the drugs. coke addict yeah. parts but especially the, drugs. the mixed family they got that mm -hmm. they hit that on yes, the head they did okay well if does anyone have anything else on 
No, I think that was a great summary of See where. Yeah. Where? Okay. Are they? Yeah. And listener, we'd like to thank you for tuning in on the weekly. We consistently appreciate your support. I hope that you enjoyed our quiet tribute to our quiet friend, Carmel. Please show up in a holy brown. We want the entire reception to look like a piece of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Claire will be reading the speech um, that I wrote.